Assalamualaikum As we go deeper into this topic that we have been discussing around historical context of Shia in action, persecution and causes, one fundamental reason behind the persecution of Shia is the love of Imam Ali salam and the Ahl Bayt salam. Since we will not stop loving the Ahl Bayt salam, those who hate Imam Ali and Ahl Bayt salam will keep on hating and plotting against us. However, it does not mean that we become sacrificial animals and let anyone run over us. And we justify this by saying that we were born to be shaheed. Is it okay for our men, women and children to be slaughtered over time in different parts of the world and remain, uh, remainders of the Shias remain quiet? Whether we can make a difference or not, shouldn't we at least stand up for the oppressed? If we don't stand up today, no one will stand up for us tomorrow. Lastly, it is not about dying. It is about saving a life. Because Allah says in Quran, saving one life is like saving the entire humanity. Yesterday, I was watching the pictures from the Shia massacre in Nigeria where many people were burned alive. Did we do anything? Did we say anything? I did not hear about it on any platform, social media page, any speaker mentioning that. Are they not our brothers? Yes, it's this event happened one year ago, the major Nigeria massacre. But are we quite, are we going to remember that? And there are many more examples that I've been harping on for several years, but to no avail. As if we don't care, it doesn't matter. We like our sleep. So now let's look back at four examples to understand our responsibility as Shias while we know that those who don't love the Ahl will be against us for eternity. We need to stand firm and protect our brothers and sisters and not let them become animals ready to be slaughtered by the extremist, extremist fanatics. This is even more evident from the fact that in Quran Allah says that when Allah says that we do not change the state of any nation until they change themselves. And all the Imams kept asking their followers to change and gave Wasiya to stand up for Haq. They gave Wasiya to do Amr bil Maruf wa Nahiyan al Munkar. They asked their followers to not be disunited. And if you do not Agree with this, just read the final wasiyah of Imam Ali Can we expect to be successful without following their advice? The answer is a big fat no. One might ask, and I'm saying that I'm saying all of these things, but do I have any examples? And the answer is yes, I do. There are four very good examples of times when people changed themselves and stood for Haq and changed the history of the world. These are not my examples. These are examples from the history of Islam and mentioned in the Quran. They could have easily said at that time that we are born to be slaughtered or we will not be successful, but they did not and they made a difference. And these examples also highlight what happens when people accept their fate and do not change themselves.
So the first example is the example of Prophet Dawood alayhi salam. When Prophet Dawood David killed Goliath, Jalut, the giant, he was very young. He could, have, he could not have achieved that without going into the battlefield and taking the initiative to stand against Goliath. He was able to kill Jalud because he tried, not just by being afraid of the situation, accepting the fate as what can a small boy do in front of a giant. It is narrated that Hazrat Dawood wasn't selected out of nowhere. He exhibited his valor and vigor and bravery through the times he used to take the sheep for grazing. Once a lion took one of the baby lambs and Prophet Dawood went after the lion to get the lamb back, Allah liked this courage and selected him for greater things. The second example is from Bani Israel, which is mentioned in the Quran. Bani Israel was asked by Allah to enter our town and live there. But what did they do? They said that, the very, that very strong people live there. How can we go there and fight them? Musa, if you, it has to be done, you and your God go. And once the city is empty, we will come there. As a result, Allah punished them and prohibited them from entering the city. They kept wandering in the desert for years without any hope and many of them died in this state of confusion and lack of purpose. Till they decided to come back and take the city. At this point, since they had changed themselves after the entire generation had passed away, Allah opened the door for victory for them. The key lesson in is that the victory did not come automatically. They had to work for it. They had to change themselves. If they had not changed themselves to take the city, they would have been wandering in the desert for another hundreds of years. Third is the example of the nation of Prophet Yunus. Allah mentions that only one nation was saved from Adab and that its Iman helped him, helped them and it was the nation of Prophet Yunus because they changed themselves. Had they not changed after seeing the signs of Allah and said that we are doomed for good, there is no hope and did nothing to change themselves, what would have happened to them? They would have been destroyed like the prior nations of Hazrat Nu, Prophet Nu, Prophet Saleh, and Hud, and others. Fourth example is from the historic Islamic battle of Badr. The 313 ill-equipped but brave Muslims stood against the oppression and injustice of their time in the form of more than 1,000 well-equipped kuffar of Makkah and essentially saved Islam, not only saved but laid the foundation for the Islamic revolution in the world. If they had accepted their fate on that day in Ramadan, that we are Muslims and we will be shaheed and that's our fate, what can we do, we are ill-equipped, what would have happened to Islam? Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, from these examples, it is clear that we need to change ourselves if we want to get the blessings of Allah. We need to make an effort. We cannot just accept the persecution as our fate. It is not mentioned anywhere that I've read. In fact, 
Imams never like that Shias be killed or slaughtered, and that is the primary reason why they always wanted the best for the Shias. In fact, one of the reasons why Imam Hassan salam accepted truce with Muawiyah was to protect against the persecution of Shias of Imam Ali salam, and that's why the seventh Imam. And Musa Qazim told his followers to adopt different ways to protect themselves from the wrath of Harun Rashid. There are countries and governments where today Shias are weak. They don't have the voice nor the resources to make a difference regarding their own circumstances. And then there are Shias living in countries who have freedom to speak, who have resources to make a difference, and the governments are willing to listen. And when these governments listen, the world listens. Therefore, it is the duty and obligation on the Shias of Imam Ali living in the West to make a stand for oppression against oppression around the world on the Shias and the Muslims. This is similar to the situation where some of the Shias working in the court of Harun Rashid had an even greater responsibility to, to protect their brethren who were being slaughtered around the world at that time. We can only do this by being united and getting rid of our fears, conveying a united message in the relevant parts of the world. If we don't, then we might end up like Banu Israel who were lost for years, or we will not be able to change our circumstances unlike the nation of Prophet Yunus or Prophet Daud. We would experience humiliation, or if we don't get the courage to, like those of battle of Badr, we will be a lost cause. And that's why these next hundred or so days are so important. We need to make a stand and be united and convey the message that we are not only united but we are alive and carry our unique identity which is shown through key principles one of which is to stand against injustice and protection of the Shias and Muslims across the world inshallah assalamu alaikum